Welcome to C-Suite Radio. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's time for another edition of The Brett Allen Show. Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. I'm not going to lie to you. You feel good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, Thanks for watching and listening. We have our very first interview and conversation of 2024. I'm very excited. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for a while. We've been trying to get things going, but we had the holidays and then a strike, which kind of put a damper on everything for everybody. <laughs> but we have actor and storyteller RJ Mitty. Thank you for hanging out today, my friend. It's truly a pleasure to meet you. No, it's pleasure is mine. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Well, let's just kick things off. It's 2024. Did you have a good new year? Did you have a good holiday? Does it feel good to be in a new year and just getting a fresh start on everything? I think that's the case for most people that I've talked to. hundred percent. Um, no, I had a great holiday. Um, went up to North Carolina for a little bit, spent Christmas with my family and then, uh, had, uh, uh, a mini Christmas, into new years with my family and it was great you know i think holidays are especially the the christmas and hanukkah the the end of the year holidays i i think are so important for for everyone to be like all right what where did i go wrong in the previous year to what could i do better in the new year and then having that family camaraderie together it's yeah no i agree with you i think it's important to have those moments and just reflect and kind of look at stuff and go, okay, you know, let's, let's get the new year off to a fresh start. Well, I, obviously I've, I've been a fan of yours, of a lot of your projects. And when I was able to kind of get this on the books and things, I was going through your filmography for film and television. You've done a lot of things. Obviously the big one is breaking bad, but you did other things prior to that. And you've done other things after but and please correct me if I'm wrong. I was looking at things. You got started quite early on as an actor. Yeah, with the Hannah Montana and and of course a few other things here and there. That that was a pretty early start yeah. for you as an actor. Yeah, I was I was around into thirteen or into twelve, turning thirteen when um when I started my journey into lost like that entertainment industry. Um, my sister got cast out of a water park when she was like one and a half years old. An oh, agent wow. saw her. And was like, hey, we're trying to do this Lucille Ball campaign. And we would love to bring you and your whole family to Universal, to California for the next six months. Would you be interested? And um, at the time, my mom was um, recovering from a car accident that, that did some severe damage to her. And we, we were really focused on that for, for a while. And we're like, yeah, a, a free vacation. And it turned into a, a, a career, uh, a very paid career um of time and and resources and love and 
Um, I started as an actor, and I recommend listening that once again to the entertainment industry. Um, you know, I highly recommend extra work. I, I think it's one of the most kind of where I learned my my craft and my love for the industry. And um, I, you know, if you move to Los Angeles, and you know, times are a little different now because we have technology. But when I moved, you know, iPhones were really, like the technology wasn't there. And so you had to go to L.A. or New York or London if you wanted to be in the industry. Uh, that's not the case anymore. We have projects filming all over the, the world. But um, I, I I started as an extra. I started working on shows like Hannah Montana, Everybody Hates Chris, Weed, Seventh Heaven, Joe Taylor. I was, I was actually on... Um, we, we, we and my were watching an epic movie, and I was like, "Hey, I was in this." Um, oh yeah, and uh, and it's it's right, and it's it's one of those things that you can you don't have a lot of responsibility as an actor, you know, as, as a as a spoken actor where you speak and you have these lines and you have these times and you're like it's it's a lot of focus. As an extra, you know, you just got to make sure you show up on time. And you're respectful of of the crew, and you know there's a good chance you might get bumped up to a speaking role. And so, um, you know, and and I and I saw the effects of that happening on Hannah Montana for me, where my my background character was getting closer and closer to the main characters without my doing. This was this was an AD um, that was putting me in places, and. And so, um, so I saw that impact, and so I recommend to anyone that wants to get in this business, extra work is an amazing way to go. You start earning income immediately, and that like you're able to get on sets that most people don't even have the chance to. Yeah, well, I lived in Albuquerque for a long time, and I did background work on In Plain Sight and a few movies here and there. Breaking Bad was never one I was able to get on because I think everybody wanted to be on that show. Um, and uh, it was, I think, one of the more challenging ones because obviously there were certain looks and everything. But yeah, I mean, you get free food, you get paid. I mean, you get to eat. You know, I, I remember hey. the big thing of Cheetos and cheese balls. I mean, it's just, yep. you, meet, you meet all a lot the of great things. people. <laughs> yeah, all the things. You do. Uh, um yeah that's great and then as you mentioned you get the potential of getting noticed and getting bumped and then you get speaking yeah. roles that's a huge pay bump from just an extra or even a stand-in is a big deal so that answers my next question cool. then so really that's where the interest came for you is just that initial entry uh and the rest is history, I yeah. guess. It's yeah, pretty much. No, it, it literally started as like, I'm doing these extra works. I'm working on four different shows as an extra within the first six months of my career. And I'm like, okay, I, I can do this. People seem to like me and and that I'm I'm working more. And um, I was auditioning at the same time. So, like, you know, while you're doing extra work, it's very important to audition as well. Um, it's like, it's not a one so I was auditioning for shows and movies. And one of my very first auditions, though, was for an anti-meth campaign, which was pretty <laughs> funny to, 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 to look back and be like, hey, so this is how I started and this is how. But, um, but it, it just kind of really was like, okay, 
Um, my mom wasn't really able to work at the time because of her injuries. My sister's one and a half, and I'm like, okay, I can make money doing this. I can I can keep grinding at it, and, and it could be a, a growth career for me. Um, you know, at the time, 13, and, you know, work for, for a 12-year-old isn't really there unless unless it's construction, which I, I've done small. I, I don't care a 12-year-old. Um it just kept evolving for me. And, you know, I auditioned for, for Breaking Bad's um, five times over the course of six months, okay. uh, four in Los Angeles and once in New Mexico. And um, it got down between me and one other person. Uh, I literally, I auditioned one day. I flew to New Mexico the next day. I auditioned for um, Vince and uh, did my test screening with, with uh, Brian and Anna. And I uh, went back, went to my room. They called me about 30 minutes, an hour later, or Vince gives me a call and says, hey, RJ, you have the role. Uh, head back to California and pack your bags. We're already late. We're already filming. And uh, very wow. um, they already had their cast dinner. They already they were, they already were on set filming. And, uh, and here I came like a rocket ball. Wow, that's crazy. Like, that just all happened so fast. So that was it for five five, six years, that was a good part of your career. So I'm interested to know, like, when you leave a project like that and you start to look at other things, obviously you have the experience now both on screen as a, you know, as a main cast member and then the background work. So when you're looking at projects after that, like what, are a couple things that are important to you as a storyteller that go, okay, this is something that I would really like to see. Having had that experience and working with just powerhouses of with all the people you interacted with throughout the five seasons of that show. Well, one after leaving a show like Breaking Bad, the one thing that you're with is qual. Um and 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 so after leaving Break Bad, a big focal, what do I do now? What, where, how do I make a bigger show? How do I make a bigger movie? You know, because it, it's like, it's at the end of the day, that's what you have to do. It's like, okay, you did this. Now, can you do better? Can you, can you, can you grow past that? And with Breaking Bad, it was pretty hard to do <laughs> um, uh, because of the quality of the show. And, you know, we had a cast and crew of 500 people and, person on the show loved the show gave their heart for the show you're not going to find that on every project so I had to uh, to lower my experience of oh yeah i'm just going to get another breaking bad because break another, another breaking bad doesn't really exist no um and so for me where i i focused on trying to find work after the show was was is it impactful is it meaningful does it have a message? And and for me, um, tropic and and community activism and and things of those nature that 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 carry impact. And so I I looked for shows and movies that had people that were like, this is my life's work. This is my life's journey. This is my story. This is this is the message I want to share. It's related to me as well. I was like, okay, let's make that happen. And 
so it became more or less of of qual not not necessarily quality, but less money and 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 more heart. Um, and so um, since then, I've worked on quite a few projects that all have, in my opinion, deep messages that that are impactful that people could people could watch and walk away from. And that was something that I saw with Breaking Bad that I was like, I want to carry that to my other projects is that it had an impact on people's mentalities. It had an impact on on decision making and kind of where they view people and how they view people. And I saw the importance of creating positive positive view impact on the viewer when they leave that movie what do they take with them not just the story of the movie but but the impact that it can create along the way and so so that was my big focal point on i may not be able to get another big breaking bad movie or show but what i can do is create these projects that are meaningful and have an impact and people care about wow so wonderfully said yeah i I think that's true because like the offers can come in and you can do this and you can do that. But, you know, I think probably more so from the audience side, you know, there's always going to be comparisons to this and to that, you know, when Ozark came out on Netflix, people are like, Oh, it's kind of like breaking bad. And I'm like, yeah, kind of maybe like on a very light concept of an idea, but that show and other things have just, it's hard to replicate that. And and I know the fans, and I'm sure because you go to these places. The genre, and- yeah. No, no, sorry, I mean, but the, the, that genre, you know, Breaking Breaking Bad rose the bar, and then you had, and and it wasn't so much the drama itself, but the the cinematic television. You know, cinematic television didn't really exist until until AMC created it. You know, AM, yeah. AMC really pioneered cinematic television from from Mad Men to Breaking Bad, to Walking Dead, to Hell's On Wolves, you know, in that, in that three years or two years of, of TV show creating um, that AMC and Sony did, it was all cinematic television. And now people strive to have that level. And that's why these shows like Ozarks and, and, and that, that uh, there's a bunch of, no, you immediately know that it's like that cinematic television. That's a movie, but it's TV show. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing that I found so fascinating about that is that Albuquerque and New Mexico, uh, having lived there for so long, off and on over the years, that's really a character in itself of the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all the iconic Wait, locations. So where, where did you where did you live in New Mexico? Where did you live I lived in Albuquerque? in Albuquerque for years and then Santa Fe, you know, and um oh. I, yeah, it was I mean I I, a lot of those places that you filmed, like even I think in season one or two where you and Dean go to that motel yeah. and you park there. I mean, I've seen that place yep. on Central Avenue a million times or the doghouse. I don't know. I mean, I could go on and on. It's just like yep. all those places are so familiar. Um, I'm interested to know, like as an actor, there are different elements that you get to experience and you get to do these projects and each one adds to your, you know, moniker as an actor, but like, is it from the show, from friends from family, uh, you know, whoever, like, where do you find your validation at? Like, where, where do you feel the most validated? Is it when 
family says good job or a significant other or you meet these fans at all these Comic-Con events, like, do you feel validated by that or just simply by the hard work that you get to do? I mean, you know, validation from others is great. I, I think I think um, it's important to be appreciated and, and I feel very appreciated in my career um, in many different directions. But for me, I, I find my validation comes from the aftermath okay um you know i, I really don't I, I i really don't feel validated until i see the impact um and that t- sometimes takes years um so so it, it kind of it kind of hinders me and and helps me at the same time to motivate me and then i'm like what am i even doing um but but i find it's after the fact even with breaking bad we we really didn't feel feel that the show was a hit until the last season when we went to comic-con and we saw people that loved like seven that we walked out in comic-con to a room of seven thousand people and we're like oh my god people actually like this show like because like for a while we did get a lot of negativity um and and the content of the show was very hard and and so it it was very like we I was at we were that show that like I used to go to all the Disney parties when I was a kid right I was at that sixteen seventeen year old age and then like I stopped getting invited to like kid events after Breaking <laughs> sure, Bad yeah. I'm like well like I'm I'm still a child they're like well because of the content of the show we don't think it's right and I'm like all right cool. But then after the show ended and the love for the show started pouring out more, I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. It just, it takes time. And and so for me, um, I'm not very big on validation. (laughs) Um, I don't know why I I don't like gratitude, I guess. (laughs) But but at the same time, um, I, I do like it when I see it, the impact that this show my project had like you know and that sometimes takes a long time but but for me that's where i'm like okay it was worth it it was worth the blood sweat and tears to get to this point because this is the impact that carried from that and for me i'm interested to know like i really appreciate your honesty there i'm just curious like having you mentioned something earlier on about Things have changed now. You know, filming takes place everywhere. Uh, Auditions are done everywhere now with Zoom and pre-tape and all of this stuff. I'm interested to know just your idea or your perspective on the fact like when you're auditioning for things now. um, Well, let me back up. Like if you started today and you went out to pursue a career in acting, do you feel like because the industry has changed so much that sometimes people miss out on the old school, having to drive out to an audition, stand in a line, be in the same room with 10 or 15 other people that look like you. Uh, you do you know what I mean? Like, or is it, or is it better now that you can just audition anywhere, anyhow, because you have more opportunity to maybe work on something before a casting director or a, a, a director sees yeah. your work. No, I think there's a double-edged sword with it when it comes to then and now of accessibility. I think there's so much more accessibility in the industry of of, of being able to get to the casting places, to get to your, your meetings, to, to create an online presence, 
to build those numbers and followers, which today um, is very important in the algorithm in the market on like, oh, they're going to bring X to here and X to here. And that's how many are viewerships. There's, there's a formula to it. And, um, and then I, when I started, I felt it was a little more, it was a lot more innocent. Um, in, in the, in the grand scheme of the industry on as so much as, as, you know, people go to Los Angeles with a dream. They work really hard and they get a couple of jobs and additional, they that move. And, and you're in a pool of a couple thousand people doing that or, or a couple hundred thousand people doing it. But, but your role is like 1500 people total. Now you're auditioning against 500,000 globally. Um, I, I, of both periods of time that I, I liked um, for my industry and, and kind of just, you know, the industry was already always predatorial. There's all, there, every industry has a predatorial side of it. Um, but, but it wasn't as blatant in the beginning. Um, and people weren't as the number, the number, the number, the number versus like, oh, you're a good actor. Oh, I believe in you and passion. And we still have that. But now I feel that there is more brackets that we fall into versus okay. then. And, um, and, and, you know, if I started, I probably wouldn't be an actor if I started now. This would not be the industry that, that I, I'm not, I, I use social media, but I'm not a big social media guy. Um, right. I, I do know it's important. Um, and it's just kind of my, the way that I work is not really in that realm of, of self-promotion. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not the, the best at that. And I, I've been working on trying to be more, more promoter E vibe. Um, but, but I, I think there's more inclusion now. There's more accessibility now, but there's also more people trying to fit that one role. Yeah. There's also, there's a, and, and. You know, one person, you know, that role can fit hundreds of different people, but it's it's a decision of one role. And I think there is there is more opportunity, but I think there's more opportunity, but less opportunity at the same time, if that makes sense. Because the no, opportunities I, I totally are get different. It, yeah. and, and people, like, yeah, like, but pe- people don't, pe- people have the accessibility. And I, um... I, I think there is a positive change, but negative change that comes with everything. I love it. Well, this is just so fun. Couple more questions. I am interested to know. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, this is Breaking Bad was probably one of the most binged watched television shows. Still is. Do you have shows that you binge watch that you like to watch over and over again? Uh, that are favorites of yours that you either yeah. just watch for pure entertainment. You do. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just rewatched Yu Yu Hakusho. I don't know if you remember that 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 series. So I'm I'm I like anime. I'm a big anime fan. Um, cause like I work with live action, so for me it's work. Um, when I watch shows or movies, my my family doesn't really like to watch them with me because I tear them apart. <laughs> I was um, gonna say that would but, uh, probably be the next thing you're watching. Going okay. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so I find more of that that '90s, '80s Japanese anime um, is is it it's just done. It's all artwork, so it's there's no messing up. Um, yeah. But uh, but we've been watching like Hell's Kitchen and stuff like that. But uh, 
yeah, there's there's a bunch of stuff that I, I watch and binge watch, but uh, I don't watch any of my own work. Yeah, I don't think most people do. Maybe like if you're at home cooking dinner and something pops up on television, are you quick to go, okay, let's shut this off because I don't want to watch. Oh yeah, no, no, no. That that's that's immediately mute or change. I love um, it. Yeah, that's no, funny. No, no. Yeah, you're like okay. Well, I want to ask. I just recently started rewatching the show i'm on season three i think i watch it every year along with other things three questions i don't know if you've been asked this before and then we'll call it a wrap but i'm interested to know I, as i was watching this i noticed that you guys eat a lot on the show you guys are sitting down having a lot of meals breakfast is a big one i noticed you guys eat hella breakfast on the show yeah um, did you have a favorite breakfast meal that you got to eat when you were filming that you looked forward to or are you on the opposite side of things and go, I, I'm an actor and I'm not a big fan of eating. Some people love it. Some people hate it. So, so there's a, there's a fine line of eating on television. Um, there's, there's, there's an actual art to it. And there, there are, you can, you can take classes for how to eat theatrically. Um, and, and so, you know, you gotta make sure you don't mess up continuity um, <laughs> of, of how you eat and what you eat. Cause that's a big, that's a really big thing for me is continuity and so how it falls on the plate to how you cut how you what pieces you eat and so like yeah it may look like we ate a lot on the show but but we ate finite pieces okay. <laughs> that that were very specific to 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 the shot or like if i wanted my my line after i ate to be like oh yeah like like whatever like food in your mouth I would, I would, we would, you find those moments on, on how, on, on when to eat and how to eat and how to set your, your silverware down where you don't mess up sound and, and all these things. And so for me, I, I'm a, I'm a big, I, I like, I don't mind eating on set. Um, yeah, that's a lot of fun. On, I, breaking bad. Yeah. I oh, love sorry. It. What were you saying? No, 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 you're good. I think we just lost a little glitch there. Next thing, you got to be on set with some cool cars. Did you guys actually get to drive any of those vehicles that you got to, maybe the gifts like the Cruiser or the other car? I can't remember. Did you actually get to drive anything or is that just the magic of filmmaking? So some of it, some most of the car stuff was on trailers because we were on major road and we shot on film. Um, drove the PT Cruiser, but but like, again... 30 seconds it was all. Um, okay. But. Well, Arjun, this has been just so much fun. I appreciate you indulging me a little bit at the end here. Uh, and, and honestly, like all the things that you've done, whether it's television, film, I've just always enjoyed watching you. Um, so my last question would be like, you know, having had all of the success and, and such great, projects and things that you've done like has there been one project in particular or an actor that you've crossed paths with that that just gave you some advice that has solidified you uh, as a storyteller and you've been able to carry from project to project um i don't i don't think one in particular um you know my work with brian and anna and in in the cast of breaking bad really um gave me the tools and the knowledge to to sharpen my craft further and to learn things that 
I wouldn't necessarily know without working on a show of that caliber. You know, I, I find there's something from everyone that we can learn from. And the the key is to be willing to listen. And the power, the, with the power of listening to others. Um, and, and so when it comes to, like, knowledge that I've gathered over the years, no one's ever, like, no, no really ever set me down and been like, here, let me tell you how it's done. No, I've never gotten, <laughs> yeah. like, kind of that type of structure. Um but but uh but I've definitely been a very observant and listening and do my own due diligence and I think that's something that we all need to do a little bit more of um is is you know we can talk and talk about all these amazing things but at the end of the day what really from is listening and hearing what others are going through and um and I, I think that's something that for me I've learned from everyone that I've ever encountered even if even if it's 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 a random person or someone like Brian or you know it's it's I've learned from everybody and and that's one of the things in my industry is is acting acting is acting you know we're acting like we're these other people but at the end of the day acting from experience and what you know in truth that's that's storytelling and and okay with you every day that that you're wanting to share and learning through those emotions that you those, those trials and and failures and and even successes learning from those and what you learn from those and to take out of those scenarios and put them into your work and your craft and, and that's something that i've been very lucky to be able to do awesome well rj it's been a pleasure i'm so glad we were able to do this congratulations and I'm excited to see what's next for you, man. Like, the sky's the limit, my friend. Same here. Same here. I'm working on it. I'm, I'm trying to get the sky, too. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you! If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A major proportion. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care.